Welcome to Grizzly Peaks Radio. This is Masks of Nyarlathotep for Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Dark Schemes Herald the End of the World. Written by Larry Dottilio and Lynn Willis. 5th edition by Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Ulfrica, and Scott Dalwood. The name is Cole. Cole Mortson. Some call me Caron. Once upon a time, I was a New York PD investigator. But as you can see by my face, I ran into 150 degrees of explosive bad luck. Now off the force, I spend my time as a for-hire private eye that isn't afraid to get his hands a little dirty. Whatever may come for me and my friends, they should know that not all of me was burned away. Hello, my name is Will, and I play Marcus Abate, a streetwise mechanic turned booksmart archaeologist after a car accident that left him with a muscular disorder. A fast talker and a smart cookie, but a bit of a wild card if you cross someone close to him and put a switchblade in his hands. And he's partial to alcohol in bags. Hello, lads and lasses. I'm Brian, and I'll be playing as Bill Rakeshir, your friendly neighborhood custodian. My name is Kimberly, and I play Claudia Stein, a former U-boat captain from the German side of World War I. And to be clear, she is not and will never be a Nazi. Her three great loves are fame, fortune, and pretty women. She used to be rich, but now she's not, but the other characters don't know that. My name is Isaiah, and I play Grums the Hobo, a rootin' tootin' shootin' rail rider from Louisiana. Not much is known about my past, but an odd affinity for cats and their well-being. Okay, so um, at the end of last week's session, as you recall, um, after the crazy shenanigans on board the Mauritania, you docked in Southampton on the 2nd, or was it the 1st, the 1st of February, so literally today, um, but 95 years ago. And um, the vessel was boarded by the British police, and a little while later, an inspector arrived who had come down urgently from London, from Scotland Yard, and he introduced himself, at, introduced him, himself to you as James Barrington. And that name... Um, uh, stuck in your mind because it, it was one of the names given to you by Jonah Kensington um, as uh, one of the contacts of Jackson Elias in London. Um, James Barrington was someone that uh, Elias had actually interviewed in London um, f- a few months ago. The other name he gave you was Mick, Mickey Mahoney, the editor of The Scoop, a scurrilous kind of gutter press newspaper um, based in Fleet Street. Um, the other clue that you have to anything going on in London is the card of, um, of, Gav- of a Gavigan, um, a Mr. Gavigan from the Penhew Foundation. And just to give you a little reminder, so Aubrey Penhew was one of the leaders of the Carlisle expedition. Mm. So there's definitely some stuff there. You found the card, if you remember, in Jackson's possession after he was murdered. You were actually at the train station and you waved off Philpot. Um, his mother came to pick him up. Oh scolded him, hit him around the head with her umbrella what? and t- because he'd been a naughty boy. What did he do? He'd just been a naughty boy. And then and then and then um he she gets on, on her motorbike, she's this tiny little old woman, gets on a motorbike, um Philpot gets in the sidecar and they roar off into the um Dorset countryside. You're standing at the train station, at Southampton train station, waiting for the um, 9.45 train to Waterloo, famous Waterloo station. And um, the train pulls in, beautiful green livery tri- um, steam train, and um, you board. Okay, so you get on the train and you head to Waterloo. And on that journey, Grums, you um, may make an attempt to memorize that spell that you've been pondering over for the last week whilst on the on, on the boat. We Think need to of, you need to come up with a way of of intensifying your study. Well, put on glasses. Okay, so there are several ways you could do this. One of which is involves some bodily harm, I would say. What? I do mean, I, this is a spell. Like spank myself until I get better grades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm confused too. That's funny. Oh, that's good. I like that. 
Maybe a little bit of um, ba- paddle play. No paddle. Oh my God. We aren't even going away from the sex thing. <laughs> no. We're never going to go away from the sex yeah, thing. No. Spanking. Nice Maybe you need to ask. But I would say only sexual. I would say I would say that you would need someone else to to, to spank me. To spank you. I don't think you could do it to yourself. Just, oh yeah, let's get it. <laughs> I just like walk by him, just smack him in the face. Okay, <laughs> so who who did you ask to spank you? Bill. Okay, oh, Claudia, I think you spanked him a bit too hard, or not hard enough. <laughs> no, definitely too definitely hard. Too hard. Can you describe what happens actually? Yes. Yeah, um, well, I would imagine. Where are you right now? I mean, you're on the train, but uh, where are you? Describe the scene. I think we're on the train, and I think you're studying, and I don't have anything to study, so I'm just like napping <laughs> and then or like paying attention to something and then you oh i know you turn to me and you're like i'm looking at a hot lady i'm like distracted and i'm like looking away from you and then you're like and you want me to help you so you're like claudia and i turn around and i go what and like snap <laughs> <laughs> and my ass just happens to be in there <laughs> no i'm gonna say i'm gonna say she catches you with are you wearing like a ring or something yeah, and maybe I give you like a black eye. Yeah, or just this. I think she catches you and, and like cuts your cheek. Five damage. <laughs> and you have failed to learn the spell. You are too distracted <laughs> by that, I'm afraid. Now, you can try again in a couple of weeks, but it's going to take another couple of weeks. So, three hours later, the train pulls into Waterloo, a magnificent Victorian era station. Um, and you step out of the um, carriage and you're immediately. Um, you're immediately assailed by the pollution <laughs> of central London in the 1920s. It's just like Germany like was also uh, polluted. Yeah, but London was really quite notoriously polluted. Oh, okay. um, it was very fog bound, and sometimes sometimes the fog was like green or yellow, and yeah. you'd get kind of nasty respiratory diseases from it. <laughs> because it was a very industrial city still, and just the geography and the climate meant there was a lot of fog, and that created a lot of particulates in the air, and it was just nasty, basically. Claudia pulls out her handkerchief. So, Sam, Yeah. So, welcome to London. Um, the accents and the voices were very strange and alien to you all, even though they're speaking your language. You, you, you actually, some of, some of them are so accented, you don't really even understand what they're saying. Can we have a sample? So there's a, yeah, there's, a, there's an old boy, uh, an old boy uh, standing. Sound like Dick Van Dyke, aren't you? If I do, I will have to give out my passport. <laughs> there's an old boy standing um, at the entranceway, or the exit from Waterloo. He's going, standing! <laughs> Standard. Oh, oh. Excuse me. Standard. And eventually, you realise he's actually saying standard, which is the the day, the evening paper. Standard. I imagine that Claudia's been to London a number of times. Yeah, maybe, maybe. So yeah, you're like, used to this. It's like ah. Um, <laughs> You're used to it. Like, well, 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 well. <laughs> you'll get used to the lobster. There are shoe shines. There, are, there's um, young 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 boys selling roasted chestnuts. Um, it's oh, yeah. it's cold and damp, and as you come out, you see the magnificent sight of the Houses of Parliament across the Thames River. Um, Waterloo is right on the south bank of the Thames, and the magnificent Big Ben and the Houses of Parliament um, emerge out of the early evening gloom. So we just stepped right into a postcard. Yeah. Just with way more smog. Yes, just with a lot more smog like uh, right and a lot more coffee. <laughs> So um, the the um, your options, travel options. Actually, where what are you planning to do? Where what what do you want to do? I want to check out Big Ben. Do we have lodgings? That's my you haven't booked any lodgings, no. We need we need to put our stuff down. Also, um, at this time there was still a lot of like public transport, right? Oh yeah, yeah. There's there's the underground or the tube, as it is known. Um, there is there are still handsome cabs amazingly. Do you know what a handsome cab is? Oh, it's, a horse, it's a horse. No, it's a horse drawn cab oh. with like two a two wheel those two wheel like with the long like yeah. poles that go over the horse and with a big kind of black cab thing and you can actually get six people in it and the guy sits on top. Is the driver handsome? No, they're always ugly. Is the horse handsome? The horses are beautiful. Uh, so that's there's a handsome cab and then there's a hackney carriage which is the the early version of the mini of the black cabs that you see in London. Oh, okay. The hackney carriage. However, those are quite pokey. Uh, they can only take four people inside. So. <laughs> so if you so really either you'll have to take if you want to get a motorised vehicle you have to take two of them, or you could take the have the romance of a horse drawn carriage. Although. Horse. 
Actually, yes. Claudia doesn't really like horses. The, the, the romance of a horse-drawn carriage is we're trying to run after cultists. Yeah, Claudia wants a car, but she will do what you guys want to do. Or you could take the tube. Tube. I mean, you you probably you're, you're all used to the New York subway. It's not exotic yeah. to you. Yeah, anything, it's, but. it's not. But it's still there, so essentially we can get almost anywhere in the city. Travel is very easy throughout right. the city. So right now you are you are technically on the south bank, but effect, but you're really in the centre of, of town. Okay. Um, you're you're um, very close to all the major landmarks. St Paul's Cathedral is a, is about a mile away. The Houses of Parliament are, um, are just across the river. Um, Buckingham Palace is a few few miles to the to the west. Uh, a couple of miles to the west, um, the flesh pots of Soho um, are about a mile north from you. Uh, Soho flesh pots. Yes, but no, yeah, it was Soho. Soho flesh pots. Flesh pots. It's it, it, well, let's say places of sure. let's say places where you can drink, gamble. Um, maybe uh, like find, a find a friend for the night. It's a red light district. Yeah, it's the red light that's, district. That's, that's, that's what a flesh pot is. Okay. Do we really have flesh You have to decide where you want to stay. I mean, or, or rather, let's put it this way. Tell me how much you want to spend. My uncle has a house. Yes. Oh, yeah, like hell. It's in a Where am I? I just got a house in Waterloo. My colleague wants to spend it in a nice place. You do, unfortunately, okay. So, uh, do you want you? While you're saying this, a um, a, a kind of scrawny-looking geezer in a in a flat cap comes up and he says, "All right, mate. Oh, you, you want to go up Big Ben? Big Ben, Big Ben. You want to go up Big, Big ben? ben? Are you a Yank? You sound like a Yank to me. I'll tell you what. Give me a tenner. I'll take you up there myself. Big Ben." Big Ben, Big Ben. He holds ben, his hand down. Ben, Big Ben, Big Ben. Are you all right? Are you a bit touched? Are you a bit touched? Big Ben, Big Ben. Aww, you're having me on. You're having me on. Is this? Did you fail a sanity roll just now? I want the clock. Um, are you all right? Are you a bit touched in the edge? Is he all right? What's wrong with him? Oh, not as bad as we are. He wants to work. You know, you know. Well, I'll tell you what, for a 20, I'll take you all up there. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Let's go to the Big Ben. Go to the 20, whatever. Alright, no, we're going to the Big Ben. It's a, it's a clock tower. You look up and you find it. You walk towards it. Do you want to listen to this for the <laughs> We're going there, yes, but we don't have to pay this rascallion. I'm going in style. I'm going. You guys can do whatever you want. I will escort him to go see Big Ben. You cost him all your money. So, are you going to give the guy 20? Watch, he's gonna. Well, how, how, I would know how much it would they normally cost. Really? Right? I've been in London a number of times. You know the Big Ben is not actually open for visitors. You can't actually go up it. Yeah, but I remember you just want to see Big it, right? Ben. Okay. I mean, would you pay someone twenty quid to walk you across Waterloo Bridge to the other side, where you can actually see Big yeah, Ben it's right like now? Asking somebody, it's like paying somebody to take you to the pyramid building. It's there. You walk there. Yeah, I don't know how far away it was. Right oh, you can see it. Yeah. It's oh, across the river. Okay. You think oh, I'm just chanting at something I can't see? It's just the other side of the river. No, you just walk across Waterloo Bridge. No, I don't know why you're chanting. I want to go there. <laughs> I want to go there. Because it's there. Because you said, hey, there's Big Ben. Yes. And I was like, I want to go. It's Big Ben. Let's go. We don't have to pay What I'll say is, this, this cockney geezer in his flat cap says, Strike a light, Gov. What? You don't trust old, old Eric here? Oh, I'm honest as the day's long, me. Yeah, okay, you see him <laughs> pulling his arm back to punch this this this. Now I'm gonna let this go. Okay, so you let fly. Okay, you punch him right on the nose, <laughs> and he goes, "Fucking hell, Gav, What was that for?" I I say we go to the hotel now. He says, "I'll have the coppers on you." You. Go to the hotel now. I, I grab, <laughs> I grab you and we go to the hotel. I can't believe it. <laughs> you literally just arrived in London and you're assaulting. Ben you're assaulting. Ben, ben. <laughs> you know that if you get arrested, we'll just let that. Okay, so my character wants to go get a hotel now. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why you're here. I could have done my own. <laughs> Can I give you a few grunts? Please don't. Please don't. I know. I know he's. I know he's being very insane right now you could call it almost like trying to make us all insane as well it's right there okay all right crumbs you go away from the group to go to big ben i don't know what that is you don't need to roll for that you can just do that so you see crumbs just legging it across legging it across waterloo bridge 
And, and so let's go get a hotel. <laughs> 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 okay, so back to the original question. What? How much do you want to spend? Yeah, two dollars. Uh, that probably is going to get you a flop house. Four dollars. We want something nice. You want something nice? What's the equivalent of like a motel? I mean, we're not paying for it. Remember, Carlton Ramsey, he's a telegram away. He can wire money to the uh, Bank of England. Yeah. Can we do that again? Okay. All right, you're going to go for it. Okay, are you going absolute top end? No. Like Ritz? No. Savoy? No. I mean, she would want to, but no. <laughs> Motel 6. No, I mean, no. I can do at least a daisy. No, I just want something that, like, if we had to bring someone back awesome. to, like, interview them, it would be kind of nice, but not something that we're going to get made from this. Okay, so I'll say um, you are you uh, um, from your little guidebook, your Bidecker guidebook. It says that a moder- moderately priced but still very good hotel is the Cavendish Hotel in Grosvenor Court, which is in central London. Um, it's probably it's probably about two miles away from where you are now. So um, you hop on a hans- in a handsome uh, carriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not handsome he's very he's very uh very ugly and you are taken to your hotel and you check in and the porter says uh, or rather the uh, receptionist uh, the uh, says um party of six that's it down and how long will you be um joining us for 10 days how long do we like, do you think it's going to be 10 days Let's rent it for a week and then see where it goes from there. Yeah, let's start with Yeah, can we tell them, like, ten days we might need to stay longer? Certainly, certainly. So a long-term guest. Would you, um, would you like any particular amenities provided? Newspapers? Continental um, breakfast. Co- continental, sir? <laughs> continental. We are not in the continent. We are not part of the continent. All right, sorry. You'll be getting this. full English. There you go. Get rid of... Get used to these. <laughs> Um, we have the finest Lincolnshire sausages, um, the finest um, West Country bacon, yeah. eggs fresh from the farm, yeah. and more beans than you can shake a stick at. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Three out of four. Gotcha. <laughs> Would you like a morning paper, one of the broadsheets, perhaps, the Times? Can we get both? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Right. Claudia doesn't read, so she doesn't need it. You don't know how to read? Something have you read the education? The scoop. Well, I dare say not many of our guests read that kind of a newspaper, but for such worthy gentlemen, ladies of yourselves, we will provide you. We will, we will, we will do our best to locate a copy of the scoop. I hope you don't mind if we tuck it inside the Times so that no one can see us bring it up your room. Is the scoop like the National Enquirer? Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's like a Daily Mail. No way. It's way worse. It is the it's basically the National Enquirer. Oh my god! It's uh no, it's like a it's like a rag. It's a it's a, it's, it's gutter press. It's like it's full of saucy like photos of ladies with showing their ankles and things like that. Oh, Claudia's <laughs> really excited about this. Grums, you run across Waterloo Bridge um, with this with this frantic look on your face, and you get to Parliament Square and you stand there. Uh, not next to the statue of Winston Churchill because he, he, well, he was actually famous at the time, but he certainly didn't have but a statue. Not statue yet. Yeah, not statue famous. What kind of heat are the Royal Guard packing these days? Um, oh, Lord. No, no, no. They, no, no, no one's armed with, with firearms. That's, that's not the they British have, like, way. They have and stuff. They have a sword, I guess. Yeah, well, look, it depends. I mean, the horse guards, they've got sabres. They've got cavalry sabres. The guys standing outside Buckingham Palace have got cavalry sabres. Is, is this Buckingham No, no, no. This is, this is the parliament. There's, there's no... There's, there's policemen there. There's policemen oh. hanging about. They'll be armed with truncheons, with, you know, you know clubs, billy clubs. They don't have cool hats. Okay. No, they do have quite cool hats. They've got the... They've got the Bobby's helmet. They got the royal hat, the royal guard hat. No, no, they're they're dark blue and they're kind of like bell shaped. Oh, right, those. Well known for prank um, pranking um, uh, university students to steal a policeman's helmet as a as a as a prank. Uh, I think I'm going to save up my ammo for a more phallic helmet. Oh, fuck <laughs> <so>. <laughs> do you just want to start? Do you just want to roll up a new character? <laughs> Oh, nice hat. Okay, so you stand there and you look up at this 
It it really is like a. It's like an. So I've arrived at the. You're a big man. It's like an. It's like a carriage clock inside a house, but scaled up to like two hundred feet high, yeah. and it has this beautiful clock face on all four sides, and you get there just as it's ringing four p.m. Cool. And bong. Does it shake the ground? Yeah, and uh, the the bonging chimes of Big Ben, those unmistakable chimes, ring out through the night and uh, vibrate to your very soul. Cool. So, yeah, you've seen Big Ben, or at least in your mind, (laughs) you've seen Big Ben. I enter. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay, so you're going to try and enter the Houses of Parliament. It's Uh, like you're trying to enter the the White House, basically. Okay. And you realise that because there are policemen just standing guard at the door. Okay. There's a reason why they're there. So you realise very rapidly that it is not open for tourists. We'll find them when we find them. Hmm. Will you accept the reality of your situation? Yeah, I'll go and get a kebab. <laughs> okay. A kebab. <laughs> now, actually, actually... Okay, I will say you are someone where you think they can get a kebab. Cool. Okay, so um, this other co- this other um, generic Cockney. <laughs> this is all Cockney. He's old people in London. He says. He says. What you want? You want some of that? Uh, some of that foreign food? This, all these old people are around trying to guide me like I don't speak their language. They just sound funny. I understand English. <laughs> the only difference is, like, yeah, I know, chips or fries. Uh, he says, uh, you won't get any of that around here. You need to go to the East End. That's where all the... Um, oh, gosh, I really don't want to go to this. Uh, yeah, that's where, all the, that's where all the foreigners... That's where they're. Okay. That's where they all are. He just made a little bit of a mental adjustment. Yeah, I, I just felt the bullet. <laughs> that's where they they all are. You wanna? Uh, you want directions? <laughs> Two months. Why is this guy directing me? He's already told me where to go. No, this is someone else. I can read a map. This is someone. Else. They all sound the same. I'm sure. around trying to get that They have a picture of the East End. You know. Um, yeah. He says, uh, "Yeah, go go down to uh, go down to Brick Lane. There's plenty of them uh, Pakistanis down there." Cool. Let's go down to Pakistan land. <laughs> <laughs> Pakistan <laughs> Little Pakistan. Okay. Um, let's cut back to you guys. Um, <laughs> While you go on your kebab <laughs> While he's going to get a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. All right. Um, so, what is your plan, actually? Well, now that we have, we can sell our stuff down. Now we can actually go, like, be yeah. with the Penview Foundation. Is that is that your first is that your first thing you want to do? Well, we have three different options, right? Yeah. So, what do you guys want? I want to go talk to the detective, Detective James. You would. Yes, of course <laughs> I would. That's like no, yeah, let's do that. Let's. Well, I'm gonna get. It. All right, where's the place? We, all right, we need. To, let's see here. What are we gonna? What's our first goal? Was any of our goals near a bar? Because I wanted to try some of this English whiskey. <laughs> well, you can always go to a bar and uh, drink some scotch. Um, it's not English. Um, okay, so uh, is, is that the conclusion then? It's like Berkeley. Is that the conclusion? You want to go to the Penhue Foundation first? No, I first think you, you should want to... Oh, you want to go to Barrington. You want to go and see Barrington. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly oh, his first name. Yeah, James Barrington. No, no, his name is James Barrington. Oh, okay. Yeah. For some reason, I called him Jonah Barrington because I was mixing him up with... Uh, Jonah Kensington. So I remember you did this in in Lima, didn't you? Oh, it's all coming back. This is just your deal. You ran away in Lima, didn't you? She brought apparently an entire fortress of fucking luggage. She has to set down. I'm not about that life. I'm a logical thing to do. Hold on. I brought me and my wine-colored suit, and that was it. Oh, are you still wearing your wine-colored suit? Oh, that's it. Only pair of clothes I have. That's good. All right. So, just like your highness. So you you go in completely the wrong direction. Um, So uh, it takes you about three hours to get to Brick Lane. Okay. If you'd have just, we didn't tell him. If you'd have just gone with, if you'd have just taken his directions, you would have been fine. But you refused. I refused. And and um, you ended up getting lost. Um, you ended up just going round and round and round the circle line for about three hours, not realizing it just went round in a circle. Sure, sure, sure. Actually, like Bart. 
Before, no, the bot doesn't do that. Before, like, um, we go to the detective, can I at least go back and try to get this motherfucker? <laughs> well, you don't know where he is. Last I saw him was Big Ben. Yeah, but he, all right, well, if you want to go back to Listen, Big Ben. he's very... So do I land in Kebab Land? By the way, they never told you what hotel they were going yeah, to. Yeah, no. 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 <laughs> I have my own plan. I have more stops in Kebab than Big Ben. <laughs> So okay, so so at seven p.m. you're you you are disgorged into Brick Lane, and it's suddenly like you're in a different city. The smells are exotic, the sounds, the street hawkers. It's almost like you're in the Middle East. Um, this is uh, the East End of London, and this is where the Turks, the Pakistanis, the Indians live. There's all kinds of delicious smells in the air, and as you walk down Brick Lane, you see all of these. Grill, uh, all, all of these grill shops um, with the big coal, coal, open like grills with coals, like massive ones, and they're cooking all kinds of lamb and other meats and sausages on them. I got a kebab. <laughs> so you go in. Um, and uh, the, the guy serving at the counter kind of looks you up and down at your wine colored suit. <laughs> I assume you're kind of still bearded and wild looking. Wild looking. Yeah. Probably smells. And he says, um, "How can I help you, sir?" I would like a kebab. Kebab, okabazi. We call it okabazi. You call it kebab. A euro, whatever. <laughs> uh, he says, "You want lamb, souvlaki, sausage, uh, chicken, goat? Goat. We don't have no goat." Really? No. Lamb. You take lamb. Very tasty. Very juicy. Lamb. <laughs> Does he go in the back? No, they're cooking it on the grill. Oh, it's like, it's, it's, like, so, it's all being... It's like okay. Yeah, it's all being cooked. cooked up. Is there the big rotary of meat? No, they don't have them. They have steel. No, they have, they have skewers, though. Okay, that's nice. I was going to grab a boy. <laughs> I'm just going to take that friend with me. Okay, I, I'm not sure that this particular thread of the story is really going anywhere. So let's cut back. We'll leave you with your kebab. You can indulge in as much meat-based activity as you want. I have a, I have a third destination, but I'll let you Okay, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, if you do, why don't you even tell me now? Where, where do you want to head next? Grenade store. Where? Army Navy surplus. I'm bleeding. Army Navy surplus. Grenade store. Now, Listen, we lost sanity because of this. Do you, do, you, do you remember where it was? England. Okay. Wake Street Army. There. No, he's not with you. Uh, no, no, I mean, I go, this, this one's a. I know what it looks like. <laughs> Okay. London can only be so big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's tiny. It was only the biggest city in the world at the time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. What about Alexandria. No, no, no. London is at this point. At the time. Uh, yeah, for another five, for in, in about ten years' time, New York will be the biggest. But at this point, London is the biggest city in the world. It is vast, and also it's not dense, so it's really spread out. I know. Okay, so you do you cannot remember where this place is and you don't know you can't remember the name of the street so what, what are you going to do i look harder well no i think something else would have to happen I keep walking okay you're going to keep walking <laughs> um you will wake up at some point in in a kind of back alley exhausted in lying in a heap of trash that's what's going to happen to you because you just literally set off in a direction mm-hmm. you're thinking i'll get there eventually because mm-hmm. that's you but you don't. So, Go rescue him. Um, next morning, Grums has not shown up. I've come down sipping like scotch in a teacup. I'm like, <laughs> I'm trying different. I'm trying different containers for my alcohol. <laughs> See if it tastes better. Okay, so you're um, you're sitting over breakfast. You've got your waffles. You've got Scottish you've got your pancakes. full Scottish. I have pancakes. We all have pancakes. No, I have you <laughs> You've got waffles. You've got waffles. Oh, you've got pancakes? All right. Uh, you have your boiled egg and salami. And your onions. <laughs> and you are, um, you're brought the times and tucked inside it is the scoop. And um, you pull out the scoop and the blaring headline on the front page says, another gruesome murder in Soho. 
Oh, I bet I know where Grum is. <laughs> you, wait, was wait was Grum murdered or doing the murdering? Oh, the murder. Look at him, probably murdering. That makes sense. So, um... And it's wine-colored, so it doesn't bleed through. I feel like at this point we know you fairly well. Like, not everything, but fairly. So, I'll read you what it says. Slaughter continues, reward offered. An unidentified foreigner was found floating in the Thames last Tuesday, the 24th. Another victim in the so-called Egyptian murders. And your eyes almost pop out of your head when you read the next line. Inspector James Barrington of the Yard refused to comment when asked by the scoop. Sources exclusive to this journal state that the victim has been, had been beaten severely and then stabbed through the heart in a manner curiously similar to other murders that have taken place over the last three years. The connection seems obvious, but New Scotland Yard has yet to confirm that the deaths are connected. Inspector Barrington and his colleagues appear baffled and no closer to catching the heinous perpetrators of these crimes. Londoners cry out, when will our streets be safe? Readers of the scoop are reminded that this esteemed journal has a reward now standing at 24 pounds. For information leading to the apprehension and conviction of the murderer, be vigilant. It's like 150 bucks. That actually, you're right. That is actually not a. That's a tidy sum. It's not bad. That is a tidy sum. And that's now that would be like 300 bucks. So, I still want to go find this. This. <laughs> okay. It's like, hey, we got a case. Does that change your plans in any way? Reading that. I mean, I still want to go talk to the detective. Now we have more reason to talk to him. Yeah, because it's probably similar to what happened in New York. Mm-hmm. We, we know cults when we see them. You yeah. definitely know a cult when you see it. Um, so, Grums, you wake up in an alleyway. Do I see... In, okay. I seek out okay. another overly friendly, well-knowledged in navigation old man. Let's say you can ask just a random passerby. Not Let's say a little old lady. I'm going to do a little old lady this time. Love, you look absolutely chilled to the bone. Why don't you come into this cafe and have a cup of tea? I'll pay for it for you. You look like you hardly put two farthings together. I continuously scream Big Ben. I mean... It's almost like you don't want to be found. <laughs> I'm happy to leave you there with your obsession. It's your call. I mean, I want directions to Big Ben. You've already been to Big Ben. Oh, so I know how to get back. No. Well, yeah, that's what I'm asking here. How do I get back to Big Ben? But I just say it by just continuously repeating it. Okay. Are you sure you're not having a bout of madness? Do I see Big Ben? It sounds like you're having a bout of madness to me. It sounds like madness. No, I'm just sick of the bureaucracy. <laughs> the bureaucracy? Fuck the man! Let's find a nice hotel. But not too nice, but still nice enough for me. The one that has an outlet for my hair dryer. And then let's go to the detective agency. Let's talk to people. No, 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 I want to find my grenades, and I want to sightsee. And if I have enough time, I'll take on the Royal Guard. <laughs> Oh my god. We're gonna lose a man. I think you're. I mean, it's amazing. You survived Peru. You survived. Um, you, you survived, like, uh, the maggot god in an ancient pyramid. You survived the death cult in the basement of Juju House. You're, about to, you're about to die trying to get into Big Ben. <laughs> I mean, Watch the end of the chapter. We're gonna have to go into Big Ben. You're gonna di- you're gonna die doing something extreme tourism. <laughs> extreme tourism. <laughs> Speed running cock. Um. So. So. Um. Thomas is doing his tourism because I'm not quite sure what he's trying to do. Um. So. You uh, you want to head to Scotland yeah. Yard, yeah? Yeah. Are you coming with us? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> So, um, yeah, okay, so you, you head to New Scotland, Scotland Yard, which, um, which is probably about half an hour away in, in a, um, this time you can go in a, in a, in a hackney carriage, because there's only four of you, Yay. so you can yeah. get a motorised, which is probably a bit better, because, because the, um, the fog is actually, there's a slightly nasty smell, like a, like a little bit of rotten egg smell in there. Oh, uh, just like home. Yeah, you're not, you're not entirely... Yeah, the, 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 the hackney carriage has a slightly better better seal on the on the door. Um, and you head to New Scotland Yard and yeah, you, you walk up to the very imposing uh, front door of New Scotland Yard and you go in and there are um, there's a desk um, with a grill 
in front of it, and three um, police officers of, of some rank, you're not sure what, sitting there, kind of just making notes. One of them's on the phone. Howdy. <laughs> Hello. Knock, knock. Um, Hello, sir. What can we do for you? Hey, uh, we were going to talk to, what's his name, Detective Barrington. Uh, you uh, you want to speak to Detective Barrington? Yeah, do we need to make like a... Pres- do you have any credentials that I can um, look at, sir? Got a card. We are, we are friends. Oh, so. you do have his card. Yeah. And, um, you know, let him know that we are friends of Jackson Elias as well. We're good friends. Good friends. Um, I've never heard of no Jackson Elias, but I see that is uh, Detective Barrington's card. If you will be so kind as to wait here, All right. I will inquire within. And you are, um, are ushered. He points to... He points to a, a, a plain wooden bench against the wall where you can sit and wait. I sit down. Okay. We need some like elevator music. Um, I pull out the scoop. <laughs> and then you, uh, so he goes into the back and actually he leaves the door slightly ajar. He didn't close it properly. Um, and, <laughs> and actually you hear him say quite loudly, Here, James, there's some yanks out here for you. Right, bunch How of nutters. <laughs> right, bunch of nutters, if you ask me. What have you been... What you been? Uh, what line you been feeding them? Uh, and then you hear a kind of gruff voice say, "Gathering," just grumbling. Um, We're very pretty yanks. <laughs> and then, um, and then you see the familiar face of James Barrington uh, emerge from the from the back from the back room. So Barrington says, "That was a bit quick." He, I don't think he was expecting you to turn up like the next day. <laughs> you called. All right, well, I suppose uh, given there's uh, more trouble, um, might as well come back. Um, and he's, he's a tall, kind of weary-looking, late 50s, looks like he's seen a lot. Oh, I tell you what, these murders are... Um, these murders are... They're piling up. Um, when did they start? Sheet. Three years ago. So you, the scoop actually told you it's been, been, oh, it's been three years. Okay. And, and he says, um, Barrington says, I do hope you can help. I mean, I am, I'm at the end of my tether. I, I don't know where to turn. And um, your friend Jackson has some crazy theories, but maybe they're right. They're, they're pretty right. Let's just, let's just say that right, right now. You're going to find some weird shit after all this. <laughs> And it's not going to be pretty. Uh, yeah. What did Jackson say? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he said that this was the work of some cult. I, I, look, I don't know. Right now, I'll be happy to believe anything if it's the truth. Cool. It's a cult. Let's get that out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> look, he told me, he told me a load of tall tales. Some of it sounded plausible. Other parts sounded impossible to believe. Uh, what can you tell us? Just give us everything he told you. So he told me that this, this, these murders were being carried out by, um, by the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh, whatever the hell that is. Oh, we've heard of that. Yep. You've heard of that? The Black Pharaoh? You're not familiar? I can't say I am, miss, <laughs> but I mean, well, yeah, what, uh, look, whatever it is, he told me it was an Egyptian death cult. Now, most of these murders, in fact, 95% of them were Egyptians. So, okay, there's something there. So it's all Egyptian people? Yeah. Okay. It's Egyptians being murdered. And, um, um, and look. So they're the Brotherhood, you said? Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh? Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. But you said you've heard of them? I mean, we've heard of um, we've heard of the Black Pharaoh. They are it is a um, um, a god from an Egyptian god that some cults uh, worship. That's really though. That's all we know. Okay, we, we've got some books. We did our we did a little bit of a <laughs> we can read. Believe it or not, Yanks and Germans can read. Anything you know, any any information you have beyond just having heard of the Black Pharaoh. I'll be happy to hear, mm-hmm. but... Um, Random question. You've never seen anything about Black Sphinx, have you? No. But, well, I but I'll tell you what, I saw some funny stuff when I, um, when I went to the Penhue Foundation. Oh, the Penhue Foundation. That's on our list. 
places to go. Right, sightseeing. We were gonna we're gonna head over there. So Elias told me if I wanted more information about Egyptian um, gangs and all that, I should go to the Penhu Foundation. So we went there. Uh, we met with Gavigan, with Mr. Edward Gavigan. Um, and he confirmed that there was a, um, a society who called themselves the Brotherhood of the Black Pharaoh. But they died out hundreds of years ago and they do not exist anymore. He was absolutely dead certain about that. And um, he is a, a very highly regarded Egyptologist. So I wasn't going to go uh, believing Jackson uh, or Mr. Elias over, the, over this geezer. But um, anyway, um, the one thing he did say was the, the murder, uh, the murder um, method was actually very much like the murder method of this brotherhood. So it could be copycats. Yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, maybe they read about it. You know, I mean, it's a pretty unusual way to murder someone, isn't it? Beat them up with a club and then um, stick them through the heart with a big spike, eh? Mm-hmm. Well, the beat them up piece sounds very... <laughs> sounds English. like the book. That's like Sounds like the book. <laughs> but the Pierce of the Heart thing kind of sets it apart. Uh, where are the uh, where's pop- like where are the Egyptian people like located? They have a specific particular district, Little Egypt. Okay, so as soon as he says that, beaten with a club and then pierced through the heart of the spike, you all it all comes like rushing into your brains. So this is exactly the description in the book. Um, in the um, life as a god, in your book, on my flesh book, of how of how he ki- how that um, uh, English man killed you know how he became a god or became one with the black pharaoh by piercing his heart with a spike. And the other thing that you both remember yeah, is your vision mm-hmm. of Jamie. Getting, getting well, what? Well, either getting shivved or shiving, but it wasn't a shiv; it was a club with a long spike in it. He's involved in some way. And we don't know if he's a true or not. You don't, I mean, th- those were visions. So this Gavigan, he told me that Jackson Elias was a sensation uh, seeker and was just doing it to sell more copies of his book. It was a bit of an adrenaline junkie, I'll admit. Uh, so um, I, you know, look, I met Mr. Elias. He seemed, str- you know, on the up and up. He seemed like a, a reasonable man. I mean, he had some wild theories, but he seemed sober enough. But Mr. Gavigan, he's an expert in this stuff. Uh, your friend, Mr. Elias, he wasn't an Egyptologist. He had a lot of knowledge, I'm sure. But so, uh, of course, um, uh, the the inquiry ran dead there. But um, there have been 19 murders over the last three years. And 17 of them were Egyptian nationals. What were the other? The other two were British. There was anything odd about those two? No. Um, mostly found floating face down in the Thames. All murdered the same way. Broken bones, heart pierced with a long, sharp object. Were they identified? Um, yeah, they were... Um, they were all... Well, the, the Egyptians were all visiting, um, visiting nationals, visiting Egyptian nationals, either here temporarily or, or working here. The two British... No, no real connection. Um, however, there there were some leads pointing to the Blue Pyramid Club in Soho. Um, this was where, uh, let's say, they had that type of Egyptian dancing. I don't know if you know anything about it. Have you seen it? I don't. No. I will know soon. You know, uh, <laughs> rather saucy. <laughs> rather saucy. Uh, the ladies are bare their nidriffs, if you can oh, believe that. Scandal. And they, and they, and they gyrate around in a most salacious manner. So I've heard. Now, of course, we didn't watch that when we went to the club. We kept our eyes firmly on our interview subjects. Uh, of course, you, you kept your you kept your gyrate. sweet attention <laughs> on the interviewer and remembered all those beautiful little details, <laughs> did you? <Gyrate>. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so that was the only connection we found is that most of the victims did frequent the Blue Pyramid Club, which is why we went there. 
Um, and actually, I put a team on surveillance for about three weeks. I'm sure that was. Where all the, they all volunteered. <laughs> <laughs> Which common threads did they notice in there? They were all Egyptian foreign nationals? Absolutely. Yeah, most so of them. 17. Were, 17. The 17, the ones that were found stepped the heart in the same method. All murdered the same way. Yeah, and they were all, and all, all 17 of those, those 17. No, were, yeah, every 19. They were all ni- 19 murders, 17 were Egyptians, two were British. All killed in the okay, same so way. Sure, sure. Most, most had connections to the Blue Pyramid Club. Um, and we learned absolutely nothing. Just watched, you know, just lots of, uh, lots of, uh, well, lots of gyrating. Uh, you know, obviously it's totally legal above board. Um, it's like a social club for Egyptians in the city. And, um, and yeah, um, we, we uh, probably wait until Kiara comes back before visiting there because I would imagine her being rocking would make it a little easier. That oh, would be yeah, helpful. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. interesting. Do, you a tele- do you have a telegram or anything? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, one other thing. Oh, sure. Before it slips my mind, a um, bit of a strange one. One of um, There was a witness uh, uh, to one of the dying men. Uh, someone actually came across one of the men who wasn't quite dead, was on his way out, poor bleeder. And, um, and he cried out, um, he cried out while he was dying, he cried out, Hotep. Hotep. That's one of the Egyptian gods, isn't it? Um, the Isle of Hotep. Yeah. Um, so um, I asked Mr. Gavigan what it meant, and he said it means peace or rest. Doesn't seem like the kind of thing you'd cry out if you were dying from a heart wound, does it? Unless he was part of a cult. <laughs> this is going to be a cult mission. <laughs> Are we sure the victims were part of the cult? Though? I mean, I mean they were victims of the cult, yes, but were they members of the cult? Oh, like if they were... Well, or I mean, that is, uh, that is, I, I guess, anyone's, that's anyone's guess, I suppose. Here's a question for you. Uh, the victims, you said you identified at least some of them, right? Yeah, we under- identified most of them. Were, uh, were any of them missing for a time? No. Or did they just appear dead right overnight? There was no, um, no missing persons reported. They just turned up dead. Um, pretty much... Bodies were found pretty much straight away. There was no attempt to hide the bodies. They were just left, either tossed in the river or just left in an alleyway. So if there's no missing persons, they're doing this very fast. The, the other thing you need to know, uh, all happening around Soho. So this is why we suspected it had something to do with the club. It was, it was within a square mile of Soho. So my suspicion was that these were visitors to the club who maybe made some enemies there, were wrong, wrong place, wrong time, wrong face, wrong time, you know, taken down the back alley and... and uh, given a little bit of gyrating. Given, <laughs> given a final gyration. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're good for that. Just one other name I need to give you. Someone of interest, a person of interest, um, a spice dealer called Zara Shafiq. Egyptian lady. Apparently, she worked with the Penhu Foundation in the past. Um, she recognised the name, but denied that the Brotherhood existed. And I tell you what, she gave me the impression that she knew a lot more than she was giving on. But frankly, I had her tailed, and nothing. I mean, she went to the club a few times, like most Egyptians who who have an interest in nightlife, uh, and and. Um, but nothing came of it. So that is everything I know. And I, I know it doesn't sound like much, but I understand um, from from a, mis- a certain Mr. Philpot who gave me a call this morning that you are rather um, effective uh, crew. We're scrappy, let's give that. <laughs> we make things happen, <laughs> whether you like it or not. So I hear. Well, let's put it this way. My, um, my superiors were... Um, not impressed with the um, results, mm. if you can call them that, and um, so they pulled my men off the case. There was... All right, cool. We'll go in your place. Well, it's funny you should say that. It's funny you should say that. I was is, thinking. Is that a good funny or a bad one? I was thinking just the same thing. But I tell you what, you keep your noses clean. Can't promise that, but we'll try. <laughs> I mean, I got another man's nose very dirty. You can tell. Yeah, look, look at this dude. He's got a he's got a stab wound in the side of his hand and his and the side of his gut. We'll try to, but no promises. Okay. Well, 
if you want my advice, um, Blue Pyramid Club. Yeah. There's more of that than meets the eye. But if they are, if that's where these uh, murders are emanating from, just watch your backs. This is you may you may think London is a nice quaint little old town. Believe me. Oh yes, with your gorgeous sunsets, <laughs> fog everywhere. You leave New Scotland Yard with a with a with a ha- with a handful of new leads, um, and um, and should we bother cutting back to Grums? I don't really know. Let him do his thing. Yeah. Let's let's cut back to him. Okay. I don't think we're good. I think I'm to get here. to the Blue Pyramid place, we need to have Kiara with us. <laughs> All right, because we need some wobbly charm. Grums, you finally made it back to Big Ben. Cool, cool. cool. I go to the nearest phone booth. Okay, there is a red telephone. Actually, did they have them back they then? They did. I was googling it. Okay, you go through a bright red <laughs> telephone box. I look in the phone book because I remember the phrase "army surplus." Oh, okay. And I look for army surplus. Okay, so high water. He's getting his cottage. So, um, so there's actually a store not far from. Well, it says W one. And you notice, you know that you are in, you're in W1, no, it says W1C and you're in W1. So you can take it that it's somewhere close. And it says um, Army and Navy Store, Beak Street, Soho. I head on to there. Okay. Okay. So um, are you going to walk? (laughs) Or are you going to get a cab? Do you have any money? I mean, I have $2,000, but you keep going in and out of letting me have that. No, well, what is it? Is it assets? It's from the Peru Pyramid. You oh. I had 5000 Oh, okay. You spent it all working with Jackson Lions. No, I spent 3000 and I even fought yeah, for he, that. He's, he's fought a portion of it, but he's still got it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you've got, you've got, okay, so you're going to have to go to a bank and get it changed. Okay. So you, you, you get your, so you now have, you now have 400 pounds. Cool, cool, cool. Is that $2,000? Yeah. I don't want to cash all of it. I just want enough for like yeah, some grenades. <laughs> all right, how much do you want to change then? Um, I'll do five hundred dollars. Okay, so you have a hundred pounds. So it's a hundred pounds. Okay. And um, and so you go to the army and navy, mm-hmm. and um, you go in, and there's a um, there's an old man with a with a big thick white handlebar mustache littered all around the behind city. behind the counter. Uh, um, and he looks up and he says he salutes you and says good day to you sir how may I help you hi I am in the market for some particularly extreme firepower extreme firepower sir yes yes Uh, so what are you looking for a musket (laughs) grenade (laughs) Uh, sorry sir You want a, a bit hard of hearing. I couldn't quite make it out. Did you? What, what did you say, sir? I want a grenade. <laughs> did you say a grenade? Grenade. <laughs> a grenade. This is ASMR. This is a respectable shop, sir. We do not allow high power ordnance into the hands of civilians. Well, don't worry. I'm not a civilian. Well, what are you? Your uniform looks rather peculiar. (laughs) (laughs) Your wine-coloured suit and top, a completely battered top hat. Is that a foreign regiment? It's a lazy stovepipe, good sir. I'll have you know, it's in fashion. (laughs) So, just, you know, I'm not saying you do or you don't, but, you know, I understand this is a lovely establishment that would never serve illegal <laughs> weapons to the public. I'll make it worth your while and give him a wink. He says, um, worth my while? Okay. Sounds reasonable to me. So, show me your money. I want to see you've got enough to cover my expenses. So you show him, what is it? Hundred dollars, hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. His eyes kind of bulge out as he sees your stack of five-pound notes. He says, "Is that real, sir?" Yeah. He says, um, "Well, 
let me just uh, do this. And he walks out to the front and he turns the sign to close. <laughs> yeah, classic. He says, um, in the back, quick. Okay, quick to the back, I go. So, hand grenade, <laughs> 1920s. Cost, not applicable. Which means I can charge you whatever the fuck I want. That's so vindictive. <laughs> that means you could charge it as least as much as you want. One hundred and one. And you know if it's expensive, I'm just gonna shoot him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Listen, this is the American issue all over again. I mean, this is your mania, agreed, but it's kind of suppressed right now. Well, yeah, I'm not upset. Suppressed. <laughs> What do you mean suppressed? Okay, yeah. so. Right. How many do you think is a reasonable number of grenades? Okay, well, look, all four. I can say. I four grenades is a All I can number. say is. If I give you some comparative prices, I think we can work out something reasonable. Okay. So, let's source the table. How much would a grenade cost versus a stick of dynamite in your mind? It would be significantly more than yeah. a stick of dynamite. So I would say, if we actually cost for cost, it would probably be double the price. Okay, please. But because it's illegal, I think we have to make it five times the cost yeah, of a stick of dynamite. Okay. One hundred pounds for one. So he says, "I I should not be doing this, sir. But you seem like a man of means. So I am going to have to charge you ten pounds per grenade." Perfect. He's got I buy ten grenades. <laughs> <laughs> what? What did you want to hear? <laughs> that is five hundred dollars. Okay, it's fine. That's a quarter of all your money in the world. A quarter. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I buy it. ten grenades. Okay. Um, and I give him his happy hand. No, wait, wait, wait. He, he, wait, 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 wait. He won't necessarily have ten. He has five grenades. <sighs> okay, I only buy five grenades. <laughs> £100. No, for 50 So you spend £50. We need to blow something up. You're not going to be hating as hard as you are now. <laughs> I mean, this is technically true. You'll what, be thanking you gonna him. Shoot Cthulhu? You're going to be thanking him. You're going to throw your baseball at Cthulhu? Hey, yeah. grenade is easily thrown. Yeah, this when, is... you're, when I give you a grenade just for funsies, are you going to be as upset? Okay, so. Um, everyone a grenade. You, you have no idea where your friends are at this point, by the way. You've slept in the gutter. You've visited Big Ben twice now. Okay. But you have got five grenades in your jacket. Cool. Right next to the cat. <laughs> oh, fuck. I completely forgot about the cat. We always forget the cat. So, so what I are you going to do? Head back to the phone booth and I contact the lawyer. <sighs> Carlton Ramsey. Right. Okay. So um, you, 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 you're going to actually have to, you can't just call Transatlantic you have to get schedule it. So you can schedule it for later today. Okay. He's got okay. nothing but tiles. Hands. Yeah, you got nothing but tiles. And grenades. And grenades. And grenades. Okay. Um, okay, so meanwhile, the rest of you have gone back to the hotel. No, 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 no. we have to keep going. Huh? We have to keep going. Maybe my phone is good. I've read somebody was insulting women in Bishop Park. Maybe that's our guy. Maybe he has drums. Lady was a little old lady. <laughs> You got five weeks hard labor, maybe that's where our grumps is. No, they've already found the, they've already found the culprit, a Thomas Have Henry you Conk. seen all the headlines on there? No, like I haven't read them. Seventy percent of that could be grumps. <laughs> oh yeah. And by the way, fatal between, illness on omnibus. Between now Young Trickster's impudent thefts. Between now and my phone call, I get my super really young man. Wow, amazing. Streetwalker find. Youth injured with meat hook. Yeah, this could all be grumps. <laughs> Blows over dominoes. John Welsh, 30, flower seller of Bolton Road, Nottingdale, was charged with assaulting Edward Teagle, who had his right arm in a sling, said that the men were having a game of dominoes in a public house. <laughs> oh, this could all be grumps. Um, just so you know, I don't have the energy level to play for much. But no, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. We're going we're gonna to stop in a minute. But um, why don't you tell me uh, what your next move is going to be? Apart oh, from finding grubs. Oh, I'm going to go to the Bishop Park. Yeah, Blue Pyramid. You want to go to the Blue Pyramid? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But first I'm going to, Blue Bish to Bishop Park. Where you Why do you want to go to Bishop Park? I'm going to become a secret serial insulter. 
<laughs> you're gonna do a co- you're gonna be a copycat insulter. Okay. You're just gonna go around dissing. Can someone babies? tell me what has happened this session? Because <laughs> because everything was all like going in a very like orderly, direction, orderly fashion. And then we step off the train. And then you step off the train, <laughs> and you're in London, and everything t- goes completely nuts. I don't know. I think. Which one goes that team? I think it's just. I want to check out Big Ben. 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 I want to check out Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben. Big Ben, Big Ben. Sick of the bureaucracy. Big Ben, sick of the bureaucracy. I want to check out.